0: Huh. You fucked that up about as badly as you can fuck up. Hello, dear listeners. This is, hey, I've got an idea, show that there is my brother, Mason, morally bereft Williams. And that over there is my brother, Luke, morally beret Williams, looking very fashionable. Yeah, I got, I, this is the moral color of, of pink. That's, that's a very ethical chapeau. Thank you. Uh, bereft is a word, right? <laughs> Uh, bereft is indeed a word and i just removed the f Mm -hmm. and now we have beret which is a hat i gotcha and uh and then if we remove an e now it's bert oh or or brett or brett yeah either way it goes you could get a bert or you could get a brett and Uh, uh and then if you remove the B uh, an and R, and then you've in, got bet, and you, it, which it, might be an immoral thing to do if you're against gambling. If you remove the B and stick in a G, you've got an egret on my head. Uh, yeah, which would, if you put an R in front of that, would fill me with regret. Uh, this is this is very true. Uh, I try to live my life. With no egrets. Mm. So, uh... I'll I'll get this out of here, then. I'll I'll put it away. This is an invention podcast. Uh... Uh, Despite all appearances to the contrary, yes. We're... we're, This is... It's just all creativity all the time. That's what we do here. Even if it sounds like what we're... What we're stream of consciousnessing into is dumb... There's no it's, bad ideas it's here. No bad. This is the hey, I've got an ideas show. It's all. It's only ideas, one yep. after the other. Yes. And this okay. week, we're gonna make a moral. We are. Yep. The uh, the moral of the story. Now, Luke, there are very many stories, fables, and fairy tales, and whatnot in our culture that at the end of it will have a moral of the story. Like specifically, it will say. Like, hey, that story was a lot of fun, but remember to wear your seatbelt or bad things will happen to you. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're going to make. Yes. A seatbelt. No. (laughs) Okay. So uh, a few things that my brain goes to, first of all, is G.I. Joe, like quintessential... Example of that? Uh, G.I. Joe, that's a good example of that. Uh, you had like a little bit at the end of Captain Planet. Oh, yeah. Sometimes Inspector Gadget. Not Magic uh, School Bus though. That was just sort of an explanation of things. That magic like, School moral... Buses was sort of a behind the uh, behind the scenes. Hey everybody, that magic thing was fun. But did you know that you know rooster sperm actually does make the chicken egg become fertile. Here's two chickens having sex. I remember that episode. It was uh it was a spicy one. Spicy, so spicy, spicy rooster sperm, yes. Here's uh here's a couple of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um Animaniacs had uh yes. wheel of morality. So yeah. case in point, it's just sort of a disposable like time time for us to shoehorn in some n- nicety. Well, you could have the maxims uh, and and very often um, like a like a parable or or like a uh, a a a phrase of some sort, like uh, a rolling stone gathers no moss or don't look a gift horse in the mouth or uh, stuff like that. Okay, so. Where it's, it's sort of like inherently metaphorical. Like, very few people these days are giving horses as gifts. Yeah. Okay. What about. Here's a thought. Hit me. What about if we made it rhyme? Rhyming is good, it makes it memorable. People want a rhyme. Mm hmm. Now, here's the thing this is not just a a thing that you say. It's not just a proverb. This is the moral to a story. So do we want to take a story that, as of right now, is not didactic, it has no lesson, and do we want to impose a lesson upon that story? Are you talking about one that feels like it's devoid of morals? And so if you just slap a moral onto it, then... Yeah, like one of those stories... That's sort of like just a sequence of events like uh, like Goldilocks and the three bears, for example. Yeah, Uh, that story, uh, I, I believe we actually covered this when we did the fairy tale episode. What made it a fairy tale and not a fable was the fact that at the end of it, no one says, oh, so the lesson is don't break and enter, because quite frankly, that shit sort of turns out okay for old G.L., She gets a meal, she gets a nap, and then at the end she gets a little spooked, but nothing bad really happens to her. So if anything, like the lesson there is do break and enter. So uh, if we want to come up with a better moral than that, that the story of Goldilocks and the three bears can teach people, like that would probably be good. So the the moral of Goldilocks as it is, is like, hey, you want to test beds and eat shit? I think, honestly, the moral of Goldilocks and the three bears is that the nutritional and comfort needs of a little girl are identical to those of a baby bear. And also, if the bear was to have eaten Goldilocks upon discovering her, then the moral of the story would be, get out of a bear's house, you idiot! Yeah, that's that's also a pretty good moral uh is like if there's a house full of bears, quite frankly regardless of whether or not it's their house or not, like if there was a bear in my house. My house is my house. Like yeah. this is my house. This is not a bear's house. But if there was a bear in my house, I would not be in my house. I would leave my house and then I would call for help from outside of that house. I would be like, "Hey, Animal control? Is this something you handle? Well, there's a bear. Bear in my house. Actually, this is something that I've wondered about. If there was, like, a monster. Like, not a bear, but, like, straight up, like, uh, the the slime creature from the blob. Or, like, an actual, like, terrifying mutant thing. And it's clearly not a person does that fall under the purview of animal control? Like they're going to show up and you, you've got the blob and they're going to be like, this is not a raccoon. I don't know what to do. Why did you call me? And I'll be like, is this not your job? If this is not your job, whose job is it? It's not the cops because no crime is being committed, mm. right? It's not the fire department because nothing's on fire. Like who would I call if, if I if there's a blob, who do I call? Well, I mean, this is sort of where the Ghostbusters fit in that, in that world nicely right but they like, only bust ghosts the blob is not undead it's an aberration well then you call the blob busters are there blob busters yeah it's called the uh, sweet summer vacation with water guns that busts the blahs up i'm having a blah summer that oh it's sprayed with a water gun i uh i can't dispute your logic sir Hey, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's figure out where we're going to make this moral, moral work. Like, Yeah, like, do we want to apply it to a pre-existing story? Because this is not an episode about creating a story that has a moral. We don't need to create the story. We just need to create the moral of the story. Well, the other option would be to attempt to create a moral so vague... That it applies to all stories ever. I like that. I like that. But then even that is like not super universal. Like you could be like, be good. And then, I don't know, there's this, Okay, you know, Okay, how about this? How about this? We create a moral, a moral that the world needs. And okay. then from that moral, we're going to reverse engineer at least the very basic bare bones of three different stories that can all have that moral as the moral of that story. So are are you suggesting that we come up with a moral so universal that we immediately are able to write three stories as well? I'm, I'm saying what we do is we come up with some sort of good, specific moral, something that is actionable, something that is good advice for your life, that will make the world a better place, that will make you a better person, and that moral... It it will be something specific. It's not just going to be be good. Yeah. And then we want a story for that moral to be the moral of, and we just rapid fire spit out stories where the moral of that story is our moral. I think I I think I understand. But can you give me like sort of like a uh, a dry run example? Okay, okay, so uh, so hit me with a moral that is already a pre-existing moral of some story. Like, hit me with a proverb. Uh, okay. If, if you stay up all night, you'll be sleepy the next day. That's a good moral. Okay, uh, so uh, I'm going to have a story about, uh, let's see, what's an animal? A frog. Okay. It's a frog. And he's got, uh, a race that he wants to win because the prize is some flies. Yay. Uh, and he gets so excited about the race that he's practicing, like hopping really fast and he's practicing catching flies with his tongue, uh, doing target practice. Yep. Uh, but then he gets so excited that he doesn't get to sleep and like, he just figures, okay, it's already like three in the morning. And I'm still too excited to try and get some sleep on my lily pad. Fuck it. I'm going to pound a monster and keep going. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. And then he pounds like a monster, which is a lot because like he's a frog. Yeah, like, that's that a lot that for can a is a big is, as he like, is. Yeah, that's too much. I, but anyway. anyway, he shows up at the race and he's like, I'm doing it. I'm good. I'm good to do this. Let's go. And then he gets, he's like trash talking the other frogs. And he's, like, all bouncing all over the place because he's all up on caffeine. Yeah. And then the gun goes off. Pow! Uh, three, two, one, go. And then all the other frogs get going. And mm. then he takes his first leap, falls asleep in midair, and just poof, face plants. And then he snores in the middle of the racetrack while some other frog wins the race. And the moral of the story is fucking sleep. Yeah. The, the other the other frog that, like, you know, got a good night's sleep. Yeah, that other frog, he honestly was just doing it for shits and giggles, but he actually got a good night's sleep the night before because he wasn't letting it get to him. It wasn't letting it mess him up. He was just like, yeah, I I know that I've practiced hopping quite a bit over the past few weeks. I didn't stay up, you know... All last night cramming for how to hop. Yeah. So I'm good. I got my eight hours. Let's yeah. do this. Okay. Uh, I've got. Uh, I've got another another one for you. Okay. Hit me. Hit me. Um. So a boy needs to study for his test. Sure. Sure. A uh, little pedestrian so far, but I like it. And he wants to study for his tests. But it's too boring. That's fair. It's pretty boring. And so he falls asleep instead of studying. Yeah. And then he wakes up and then he doesn't remember any of the information because he didn't study the last night. And he got enough sleep, actually. So, shit. Yeah, no, you fucked that one up. You fucked that up about as badly as you can fuck up because A, it's the opposite of the moral, and also B, your story sucks ass. I see. You you appear to be correct. All right. All right. How can we spin this again to make it work? Okay. So to start with, you got to have something interesting other than just you know, white cis male protagonist who needs to study for a test. Like, nobody gives a shit. Fucking make that a sheep or something. Okay. So a sheep needs to study for his test. Yes. And he looks in the mirror and he counts himself. Good. Falls to sleep immediately that's why it's so easy to herd sheep you just show them themselves in the mirror and they go one yeah and then you just move you just drag their sleeping body that's much more efficient yeah you just shear them flea dip and then put them back in the pasture they're good okay um so not the sheep let me try. Let me try one more time. Okay. Okay. So there was this fawn. Fawn. Who, okay, fawn like a baby deer or fawn like a satyr. Bo- both they're friends. Oh cool. Yeah. And they are going on an adventure together and okay. they happen upon a mask. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, I'm interested. I'm engaged. Okay. So we got a fawn and a fawn, and they got a mask. Yes. Beautiful. And one of them puts on the mask. Presumably, the one who has thumbs. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then that that sat Uh. Transforms. Shit. Into. Uh huh. Asleep. Test a sleep test. No, no, okay. Hang on. Uh, the there wasn't a goat, there was the sheep, and then what else was with them? A fawn. Yeah, fawn, fawn is like Bambi. A fawn is a ju- Okay, I'm fairly certain, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that fawn with a W is a juvenile deer, and fawn with a U is like a satyr Sounds right to me. Okay. So Mr. Tumnus- Yes. Transforms- Transforms. Into- Not into an abstract concept, he transforms into another noun. Um... What would a mask turn you into other than Jim Carrey? A boat? No. I mean, it, it. if it's a nautical type mask. That's the danger of masks, is you always think, oh, I'm going to turn into the thing that this mask looks like. Nah. Not necessarily the case. Because if you think of the documentary The Mask, like mm-hmm. when uh, Stanley Ipkiss, that's uh, Jim Carrey's character's name, is holding the mask, it looks ancient. It looks like wood and metal. But then when he puts it on his face, his face turns into, like, wacky green rubber. And that's not what that mask looked like. So you can't always go by the appearance of the mask for what it's going to turn you into. Like, you pick up a wolf mask, and you're like, oh, sweet, I'm going to turn into, like, a a sweet-ass wolf man. And then you put it on, and it's like, shit, I'm a boat. And then that's a problem, because if you're a boat, you don't have hands, and you can't take the mask back off. Yeah. That's where boats come from. That's that is where boats come come from, if you didn't know. Um, that's why we christen them actually by breaking champagne on them. Is it's to check after like the if they're the sanders. person who is now a boat. That's their last taste of the sweet life because going forward they are an inanimate object and effectively a slave. Okay, so. The moral of that story is uh-huh don't don't put on strange masks wear masks don't put on, no don't put don't put on strange masks lest lest they transform you right um well I think we need to make it something a little more universal is the thing mm. also like even if the story itself contains magic I'm going I'm going to say this straight up Even if the story itself contains magic or something like talking animals that are not magic, they just happen to be able to talk, or aliens or super advanced technology or what have you, the moral that we come up with should be something that is applicable to normal ass daily life of non-superpowered humans. I, as relatable as possible. I got you. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you have a story, for example, about a scorpion that's, like, riding over a river on the back of a frog, like, don't make the moral about, like, talking scorpions. Like, the moral okay. of that fable is not, don't trust talking scorpions. The moral is, don't trust it, anybody. Yeah, so it's, it's, anybody is It's bad. universal. Yeah. Uh, it's I've like got... that's the moral of that story. People can't change. I've got a draft... I've got okay. a draft for you. Hit okay. me. Hit me. So you know how there's that 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 phrase, that joke, that's like, guess who's got two thumbs and won the spelling bee... this guy and then that you know you, you point with you your point thumbs. You point at yourself with your thumbs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The moral is if you've got two thumbs. Uh-huh. don't be boastful uh-huh what what if you don't have two thumbs what if you it. like have lost one in an accident like are you immune to this and you can just brag as much as you want like hey what has one thumb and a giant dick and you're like well uh you're the only person here who has one thumb And he's like, you're wrong. My other thumb is on the end of my dick. It's very long now. And you're like, wow, that seems inconvenient. I mean, you can move it around, which is pretty impressive. I can't do that with my dick. But also, it's over the end. Like, how do you pee now? It's like, oh, I pee out of my thumb stump. It's like, oh, God. Who's got one thumb and a giant dick? Captain Hook. But you've got two thumbs. No, I got one thumb here and one up your ass. <laughs> this is a this is a mean joke man. He's he's just Well, I mean, I wouldn't say mean so much as like actively sexually assaulting you because yeah. that's not that's not great, actually. Guess he's got two thumbs and doesn't want surprise thumb butt plug situations this guy (laughs) who's got five thumbs in his freezer and (laughs) no no okay moral moral we can do this moral uh well what's what's an important lesson like uh well okay okay uh how about this uh i'm i'm gonna mention this i'm just actually gonna plug something that i made a thumb uh no no, I'm not gonna plug my my ass or your ass or anyone's ass with a thumb. Appreciate it. Uh yeah, no, what I'm going to plug is uh something that I've made. Uh you know, of course, I have my uh five set of advice books. Yeah, look who's got two thumbs over here. <laughs> Being all boastful about his books. Go on. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh it's sort of uh fantasy roleplay themed. Uh, you've got the Paladin's Guide to Life, the, uh, Rogue's Guide to Life, the Barbarian's Guide to Life, the Necromancer's Guide to Life, and the Bard's Guide to Life, uh, they're available on Amazon, or if you sign up for my Patreon, you can get access to all the PDFs. But anyway, uh, one of the things in the Necromancer's Guide to Life specifically is there's a sequence of things that are sort of common proverbs but remixed a little bit to be a little more practical for the real world. Like, uh, one of the proverbs that I mentioned earlier in this very podcast was, uh, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, like, if, if you know the origin of that proverb, and what it means, what it means is you check a horse's teeth to see the quality of that horse. So the, the meaning of it is, if someone gives you a gift, you know don't be ungrateful by checking to see how good it is. You got a free horse. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, But my sort of other take on it from the Necromancer's Guide to Life is always look a gift horse in the mouth if you're expected to feed it. Because think about it. Sometimes you'll get a gift, and that gift is really an obligation. And it's absolutely fair to say, like, what is the true value of this if now I have to have this extra expense or this extra thing I got to do now? Right. You you want to check to see if it looks like it's a horse that really likes eating. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if you gave me a horse right now, Yeah. like quite frankly, I probably wouldn't take it because I'd be like, I don't even know how to get rid of this. Like not only yeah. can I not take care of it, like I'm sure it's a very valuable horse, but not only am I absolutely not able to take care of it or to pay to have someone else take care of it for me, I don't even know how to throw this in the garbage. Right. I I assume that you have no interest in attempting to to get its meat, even mm. though I'm sure you could bludgeon a horse I it was dead. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I am not even confident that I could get usable resources out of a dead horse. Mm. Like, how... I'm trying to think of how I would kill a horse and I would, like, have to ask my neighbor to back over its head with his car. Yeah, and, like, you don't, you you want to make sure that if you're hitting it till it's dead, that you don't want to hit it past that. Yeah, yeah, beating, you're, you're beating a dead horse. Beating a dead horse, that's, that's another, uh, proverb. Yeah. Yeah, but, and, but yeah, no, my, my thing is maybe we could take a common moral, a common moral of the story and update it or make it a little more usable, a little more specific for the real world. Right. Like, like, don't uh, kill a horse. Don't kill a horse is very good advice. Uh, or Hey, if you see your neighbor killing horses or like torturing squirrels and cats in the backyard, right? Deal with it and tell somebody, because even if you don't care about squirrels, that dude's probably going to move on to people. Hmm. Is, is is that fair? Yeah, no, straight up, that is a predictor of serial killer behavior, is if you're a child and you're torturing animals because you're trying to, like, oh, I wonder what happens if I cut this thing's arm off. Yeah. Like, that is a that and uh like bedwetting, apparently yeah are uh predictors of later in life uh serial killer type behavior, yeah, so like okay. maybe don't just keep that to yourself and be like, oh well, he's torturing a squirrel, but that's his right to do so. I'm gonna you know look the other way. It's like, nah, tell somebody i'm I'm getting kind of bummed out can we do can we do something a little happier? Okay, okay, what's a good moral for being a more happy person? Don't Oh, oh, this could just be about like cutting toxic people out of your life or something. Uh which you know isn't easy or um it's 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 also like more uh acceptable now, right? Like there's Yeah, the zeitgeist has uh, allowed for it. And they're like, yeah, you know what? If someone's a piece of shit, let them go. I I think that today, in today's day and age, that's a a thing you can do more easily. Because back in the day when the village was like 50 people and you saw them all every day because you had to go to the well to get water. Like that was not really a thing you could do. If someone was a toxic person, fucking deal with it or possibly like kill them. But right. you couldn't, like, your other option was to move, and then you're walking, like, a hundred miles to the next village. Not really practical. Uh, whereas in today's day and age, like, nobody knows the the neighbors living next to them. You know people that are online. And if someone online is toxic to you, click, block, buy. Yeah. So, maybe not even cutting... Well, okay, do we want to talk about the full, like, do we want this to be applicable to the full spectrum of when you cut someone out of your life? Like, from an in-person friend who turned out to be a shitty friend, or just somebody who, you know, tweeted something shitty at you once. Or, like, and, and dumping you... a bad significant other. And be like, oh, this, this person's no good yeah. for me, they're always bringing me down, as much as it hurts, I gotta tell them to hit the bricks. Okay, so let's 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 shoot for that. Let's shoot for this covering all oh, of that. Okay, so our moral of the story is going to be: break up with your abusive boy and/or girlfriend. Well, that, but also even just like uh, that's what I'm saying. The whole spectrum. Like, if it's even just somebody who tweeted at you who only became relevant to your life for ten seconds, just take them out within ten seconds. Well, see, the problem is, is how we define toxicity, because if you define something as does this person make my life better, does this person bring me joy, like, there would be a lot of, like, say, for example, parents with shitty kids, they're just like, huh, this kid's really making me miserable. Bye. Yeah. And it's like, no, you, you actually kind of have a responsibility. I don't care if your kid's toxic. Uh I don't care if your kid is stressing you the fuck out you are still actually both legally and morally obligated to care for your spawn My kid is my kid is just crying again He's just the worst again Like I I gave I gave he asked for granola and I got out the granola and then he he yelled about the granola and threw it I just want like bye just bye just by just go out onto the sidewalk and don't come back just start okay. walking pick a direction psa don't abandon your kid and do not abandon your child or also, any dependent who can't survive without you can we just say that also here's another psa drink lots of water that's a good one hydrate hydrate yeah. You want to go? Do I go do that real quick? I would love to follow the moral of that story. Once upon a time, I drank some motherfucking water. All right. The end. Hello, dear listeners. This is the water cooler segment where we can put ads in if we have them. This week we don't, uh, so this will be pretty fast. Also, I want to get right through it because this episode's a little late. Um, I'm my apologies trying to get used to the new rhythm of when I do particular things during the course of the week now that I've moved and got a new job and gotta figure all that out. Also right after this I'm like gonna record with my brother like another couple episodes so uh gonna finish this up real quick. I continue to simultaneously work on a video series, a mashup album, a business idea, and a secondary podcast idea. My brother on the other hand who actually finishes his projects uh, he's finished Leftover Soup, which was a good webcomic. He's currently doing art for roll to save a webcomic found at roll dot and his own webcomic, Forward, at ForwardComic.com. He's also got books, like he just mentioned. You can find all that stuff at Patreon.com slash Tailstake. Give his stuff a look. It's pretty cheap to get a bunch of access to bunch of stuff. We're always looking for suggestions for other things that we should invent. Please shoot us an email. Or tweet at us at higai show, and the email is higai show at gmail.com. Also, shoot an email there if you want to work out some kind of ad thing, because we frequently do that. But uh, nothing for this week. So let's get back to the action. Moral: Here we go. Kim okay, Mason. Yes. It occurs to me that we have not gotten closer to this this moral yet, and not I know we we were talking we got, we've about. We've laid the groundwork. Uh, I'm just gonna take a little detour. Let's see if we can either incorporate it, bring it back together, or go back to what we uh what we had laid out. Let's just Alrighty. like step out, step away, Alrighty. step away. From there. Okay, just as a fun little exercise. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I got the random word generator. Oh yeah, I love this. And I'm gonna throw you a random word gen a randomly generated word, uh-huh. and then we're gonna use it in a moral. Okay. Bonus points if it rhymes. Can do. Hit me. Okay. First one out of the gate is... Tasty. Tasty. Uh, why not enjoy a tasty meal? You sure will like the way it makes you feel. Okay. I counter with... Um... pretty food might be tasty might be poisoned don't be hasty ah yeah yeah or or uh when you're in the kitchen don't be too hasty take your time make sure it's tasty yeah that's good Is it good okay i get a good feeling from this let's go let's go again here we go okay that. <laughs> that. A vat vat v-a-t vat okay Uh, don't fall in a vat. (laughs) Stay up on the catwalk. You're too smart for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the main moral I'm seeing from that. Well, I mean, the Joker fell in a vat, and look what happened to him. Was it the Joker or was it Two-Face? Two-Face only half fell into a vat. Uh, was it the same chemical? Uh... Because depending on which Two Face you look at, he looks kind of like an overcooked Joker. On yeah, on that maybe. Half. Like that's the thing is, like the Joker got turned, like he was properly rotisseried, but the the Two Face he didn't get turned, so he's just sort of fucked up on the one side. You always want to make sure you're flipping your super villains when you're cooking them. Uh, I I did love. Uh, there was a uh a a webcomic ages and ages ago, and they had like a a pastiche version, uh, a supervillain called the nefarious 20 face. He fell into 19 different vats. (laughs) And now he carries around like a D20 with him. And whenever he's about to do something, he'll roll it and he'll be like, okay, I'm chaotic evil. Mm. Time to go motherfuckers. Okay. So uh, I got one more rhyming rhyming one for you. Uh if you see the joker who fell in a vat uh-huh play it safe call the bat This is good this is good Okay I'm going to give it another another roll here Let's see what we got Like more generally I think if you see a supervillain call that supervillain's corresponding superhero like, if I saw Bizarro, I wouldn't call Batman. If I saw Bizarro, I'd call for Superman. Although that would confuse Bizarro, because you'd be like, Me am Superman. Why you call me? Me am here. Okay, but... Bizarro's so stupid. But what if, like, there was a, a multi-universe uh, portal situation? Oh, so Bizarro's and like... here and Superman isn't? That would be yeah. so fucked up. It's like, no... I, how, why would I only have Bizarro? Or like, you're in the MCU, and then there's Gargamel. <laughs> he'd, uh, he'd have a rough time. Yeah, you know what, he really isn't posing much of a threat Well But my I mean, mind. he does have magic. Hmm, okay, let me do a, a different version then. What if, what if it's Captain Planet? okay. Captain Planet Universe. But then No Heart shows up. Oh, that'd be... That'd be pretty rough. Because, like, straight up, he needs heart. Oh, so just Mati gives him a blast and... Yeah, Mati could fuck No Heart up pretty damn good. But the thing is, if No Heart gets to Captain Planet... Like, you remember how Captain Planet reacted to Hitler, right? Like, Captain Planet versus No Heart? No Heart is like... A thousand times worse than Hitler. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Captain Planet reacted to Hitler canonically? Oh, did, did you not see this ep? No. Okay. When Captain Planet, like, they were back in time for whatever the fuck reason. And Captain Planet encountered Hitler and it hit him like kryptonite hit Superman just because Hitler's hate was so strong that it was like radiation to him. Like he was just like ah, oh, his hate—it's too strong. I can't get past it. And he was like on his knees, and Hitler's just like glaring at him. Huh. That's Which a is bad pretty man. fucking impressive. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look that one up. Okay, so I've got another another variation on this this game here. I like re- that you didn't you you didn't challenge at all when I said that no heart was worse than Hitler, like. You just let that one slide. You know, I, I, I did make a mental note of it, and I did let it slide. Okay. And I was like, I am assuming he's got some evidence to back that up. I do. But you know what? Let's let's move on. Like, yeah. We're already in dangerous territory. We let's sure move, are. <laughs> leap nimbly over that particular minefield and continue on. What's okay. another moral, Luke? Here, here's Here's a fun variation on this game now. Okay. Okay. So I've got the random word. Okay. I know what's going to rhyme with it, but I'm going to tell you the random word, then tell you a quick story, and then you know I've gotten to the moral when I tell you the rhyme. Oh. Oh, I love this. Like, do you want me to try and guess what the moral is as the story goes along? Uh, sh- you know what? Sure. Okay. So the random word is, it's uh-huh. actually two words. It's mail carrier mail carrier okay okay so every day Uh i see that the postal worker wants Uh to come and deliver my post (laughs) Uh, well i mean i don't know if they want to do it it's their job they might just well mine does mine is very friendly okay I've moved out of Toronto. I'm in a friendly small city now. <laughs> okay. And there, my fence is uh, is big. Oh, oh, I think I got it. I think I know what the moral is going to be. Okay. Be yeah. nice to your mail carrier. Tear down that impassable barrier. You know what? That's close enough. Yeah. Mine mine I was actually tripping over because I was going to rhyme it with fail barrier, but then that's kind of an oxymoron. Yeah, you kind of don't need to rhyme both syllables. That's not how that works, usually. Yeah. So, like, fail barrier would be, like, you can only succeed past this point. (laughs) So I hope... Anyway. Um, How about I give you one... Okay. We'll reverse. I'll try and guess along the way. Okay, okay. So go ahead. Give me a a word. Your random word is O. O O-W-E. Okay, okay. All right. I already know where I would go with it. See if you go there, too. All right. So once upon a time, Mm -hmm. there was a little toad and the little toad had a gambling problem.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so he owed a lot of money Mm -hmm. to the fairies who were kind of like the mafia. Yeah. And the fairies kept saying, Hey, Mr. Toad, you're in deep to us like thousands of dollars. If we don't start seeing some payments, I hate to do it, but we're going to have to break your little toad legs. And the toad just kept saying, hey, you know what? I'm due. I'm due. Sooner or later, my luck's going to turn around. Don't you worry, and I'll get you your money, and then things will be fine. And then... Wait, wait, I've got it. Pause. (laughs) Okay. I've got my guess. All right, what's, what's your guess for my moral? If you're a toad... And you really owe. Run away, hookers and blow. <laughs> you know what? That's actually very similar to <laughs> the moral that I was gonna have, which was he was gonna win a bunch of money, and then instead of paying the fairies back, he was just gonna run away to Jamaica, and it was gonna be like, uh, if you get the option, just go. Don't worry about what you owe. Ah I see. I, I, I my other thought was I spe- I, you went remarkably close to this and passed it by. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> don't don't get in uh don't get in debt. The more you owe, the more likely it is the mafia takes a toe. <laughs> Which is very, very good uh logic very good uh moral of the story unfortunately in today's economy not really a practical lesson because like the median person on the street is thousands in the hole but uh mm. yeah yeah in general if you can avoid that uh do so yep good tip try try not to try not to be a toe's level in debt all right yeah. so here here's an important point at this at this Just juncture. get to the point where they're uh threatening to like hurt your credit score, not to the point where they're threatening to hurt your body. We need to invent a moral that is applicable. I think moral. we've already done several, but continue. Well, you know, you're right. We could just kind of keep going and and hope that we we strike, strike gold and get something so good that we're like, "Oh my god, Maybe. We could. We could. I mean, this is a fun little improv game. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm enjoying myself. This is is a fun little byproduct that we get sometimes where we accidentally invent the wrong thing. We have invented an improv game. (laughs) Perfect. And the moral of the story is sometimes when you go inventing, you don't know what you're going to come up with. No, Yeah, but it's got to rhyme, though. So, like... Um... If you... Hang on. I can do this. If you're needlessly creative, that's the way to live. No. <laughs> uh... Invent a bunch... Uh... Invent a bunch for goodness' sake! Uh, You'll never know when you're panning for gold. Don't throw out diamonds. Yeah, just because it wasn't what you were looking for doesn't mean it's not fucking valuable. That's that feels like it's already a phrase. It doesn't rhyme. I've never heard that as a phrase though. Like it totally works as as a pair as a proverb. Like if you're panning for gold, don't throw away diamonds. Like that that absolutely works Do as a just proverb. Find diamonds? They have to mine for them though. Well, I mean you have to mine for gold. So Yeah. I mean if you found a di like if you were panning for gold and you found a diamond, would you be like, "What? This clearly doesn't belong here," or would you be like, "Oh, a different kind of rock? Cool." I think I would be like, "This looks expensive." Also, it's Me already like-y. cut into carrots, so clearly somebody lost this. But their loss is my gain. I'm out of here. So All long, right. suckers. Quite frankly, I just want to do another round of our little game. Is that is that cool? Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, cool, that's cool. Let's do one more each. Um, okay, here's here's the new word. Uh, do you want it or do you want me to do it? Uh, you, you do it and then I'll do one and that'll, okay. that'll be it. Okay. Oh, boy. My word is property. Property, okay. So come up with a moral that contains the word property that rhymes and then start telling a story. Um I've hit a I've hit a bit of a roadblock. D- does does it have to rhyme well with property? It doesn't have to rhyme with property. It just has to rhyme and the word property has to be in there. If property is at the beginning, then you're yeah. good. Okay, that's true. That was like the way that you were doing it, where I, I was I was interested in rhyming the, the the random word, but here this is immediately stumping me. Okay. Uh, give give me a moment, let me think. I was leaving work the other day. Okay. And I realized that somebody was making off with my lunchbox. Oh, fuck, that's your property. And I was like, hey, that's my lunchbox. You sure and were, they, yeah. And they realized, oh, shit caught in the act so then i ch- Chased him uh-huh. and took off a shoe uh-huh and hit him okay hit him with the shoe good and then i got my lunchbox back and then i and then i left okay i think i've got the moral <laughs> you you okay well you tell me yours go ahead it's okay to fight dirty if you're recovering property. Ugh. Oh, that was nasty. All right, here's here's mine. If you if someone's got your property and you don't know what to do, chase his ass down. Beat him with your shoe. Okay. Okay. I mean, that is one of many things that you can do. Yeah. All right. So you want your random word for for one uh, more? Uh, yeah, here? yeah. Hit me with a word. All right. Your word is. <laughs> oh, so appropriate to a moral. Accept. Accept. Okay. Uh, once upon a time, there was a uh, an inchworm. Okay. And the inchworm wasn't really happy with his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was friends with a bunch of caterpillars. And the caterpillars mm-hmm. were also dissatisfied with their lives. But then one day like the inchworm went to his caterpillar friends and they were building cocoons and chrysalises around themselves. And he's like, what are you doing? And they're like, I don't know. This just feels like the right thing to do. And then they turn into cocoons and the inchworm, you know, waited around, you know, ate leaves Mm -hmm. and stuff. And he was very bored. And then after a while, the, uh, cocoons and the chrysalises, they, uh, Opened up and you got moths and butterflies and they were like, "Sweet, we can fly. We're sexually mature. We're all gonna go fuck now." Mm-hmm. And the inchworm was like, "Oh, that looks sweet as hell. I'm gonna try and make a cocoon for myself." Mm-hmm. And so he went to Michael's and he got a bunch of craft supplies, <laughs> and he like. Tried to do his best, like he 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 saw the best features of the various cocoons and chrysalises, and he's like, "Oh, I'm I can totally do one of these," and he made a very sweet fucking cocoon for himself, and he got in it, and he like brought like a, a snack with him in case he got hungry during the metamorphosis, and he sat in his little cocoon and he waited and waited and waited and waited, and, waited and life passed him by because he was in there for days and days and days and days and days days until eventually he was like surely i must be mature by now and he busted out of the cocoon and he was like well shit i'm still an inchworm i don't have wings or anything fuck me I I, i think i got it okay live your best life Suffering just a term? except your fucking fate, you filthy fucking worm. That is a good rhyme. I approve. Uh, I was gonna go with, uh, change everything you can except what you can't change That you must accept. Uh, See, I rhymed accept with accept. That's actually It also helps because it it lets you remember the difference between the two words that are very similar and often confused. All right, let's let's wrap this. Although although I do want to end that one on on a happy note, and I will say that although the inchworm did not turn into a butterfly, he got mad cocooning skills and established a successful career making cocoons for no, other caterpillars. No, he died. Like, he's a worm. And we already know that he lived long enough to see the full maturation of butterflies. Like, he's definitely gonna die. He's a very long-lived inchworm, though. Like, he just... He's smart enough to get money and go to Michael's. This has been Hey, I've Got an Idea Show. It has. We invent things on this show. We hope you had fun uh we need a verdict we do need a verdict uh okay uh, are morals well, better when they rhyme Are morals better when they, well that's an easy one that's gotta be yes i think that like i think i'm just gonna hand pick four of the morals we did okay and then, like which of those was your was your favorite yeah I'll do. yeah that works okay so uh next week we're gonna have to invent something else. I want I want a suggestion from Ryan. Can you pick something from Ryan? Did Ryan suggest sure. something? Sure. I'll pick one from Ryan if you want to suggest something. Hit us up on Twitter at H I G A I Show or email us H I G A I Show at gmail.com. Man, Ryan's the best. Like, do we have something for him that we can plug? Uh d- Not that I know of. Just, hey, everybody, go on Google and search for Ryan, and, like, the first thing you find, support it. Yeah, that's... Wait, no! Here's a good moral. Don't support anything carte blanche based on if they have the name Ryan. I'm sure plenty of white supremacists have the name Ryan. Ryan. Or A-Ryan, uh, like you're just going to type in, hey, find me A-Ryan, uh, and then you forget the space, and it's just all like A-Ryan. Right, right, oh, right, all right, all right. Here is what we're making next week. Ryan has suggested that we invent a new playground. Playground. That's okay. right, a new playground. I'm into it, I'm into it. And we will do that next week. On Hey, I've Got an Idea Show. NCC. And until that next week, dear listeners, thumbs up, Monterey, Lake plan. Good night, everybody. Good night. Yep.